Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and Mia Johnson of DorksmanOfTheForce.com ask the questions no other podcast website or pundit will dare ask questions about was the episode of Loki good? Um, are we looking forward to House of the Dragon? And who's in House of the Dragon? What of Star Wars? What of Secession? What TV and movies are we watching? What TV movies are you watching? You can only get it here on Take the Black. Uh, I'll be out there. Feel free to leave comments. We will be chatting back and forth with you as we go over some of the big news of the day. Julie, good to see you. Says hi and Mia. Hello, Julie. <laughs> Hello. All right, Mia. And how are you? How was your uh, How was your How was your long weekend to our oh. to our uh, U.S. watchers? How, how was your Fourth of July weekend? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I just enjoyed. We had about four days off, so that was a nice rest. This is like my first day back, and it's Wednesday, so. As usual, I don't know what day it is, but no, I had a great time going to the beach with my family. There were like just fireworks every, literally everywhere. Um, but it was it was a good time. It felt <laughs> everywhere. It, it finally felt like summer for me, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, it felt like summer for me. The first time I came home, more sweat than person, and just like kind of like I, I took a shower in my own body. Like that's when I knew summer was here. <laughs> so it's been like three for a while, but but I'm glad that it is. It's been rung in for you. I spent a lot. It's bad. And uh, hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Good to see you, Jen Casey. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lamont. And uh, why don't we just get into it, Mia? Are you ready? Because we have some good stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm, let's go. Okay. Starting with, we have some uh, new news about the forthcoming Game of Thrones prequel series, House of the Dragon which is the first of several they're developing. The only one we know is going forward. Really brief recap. Set over a hundred years before Game of Thrones. It tells the story of two factions within the Targaryen family fighting each other for the Iron Throne. Dragon fighting dragon. Brother fighting brother. Um, stepdaughter fighting stepmother, which is relevant to us here because they just announced some new casting uh, news that is very interesting. So we already knew that Emma Darcy is playing Rhaenyra Targaryen, who is, I'm just going to keep saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, I said over 100 years. That's accurate. Um, okay. I was going to keep saying this um, until we all sink in. She is the daughter of King Viserys and the king's chosen heir to the throne. And then Olivia Cook is playing Alicent Hightower, 
who is the king's second wife, so Rhaenyra's stepmother, who they get along okay at first, and then right, and then Alicent has some children with the king, and she is like, you know, I'd really rather my children be the successor rather than you, Rhaenyra. Sorry mm. about that. <laughs> and it's more complicated than that, but basically that's the that's the that, that's the nugget of conflict, and then that explodes into war when the king dies. Okay, so we've seen this. I'm excited. It's a good story. I, We've talked about it before. What's what's the new intriguing wrinkle is they announced two new actors joining and they are playing those characters I just mentioned. They are playing younger versions of Rhaenyra Targaryen and Alicent Hightower. We have Millie Alcock as young Rhaenyra Targaryen and we have Emily Carey as young Alicent Hightower. First of all, how much do they look like the older actors to start the woman okay at the top i can almost see it in the eyes they kind of have like a squinty expression i'm sure when you dye the hair it'll look the same as well um at the bottom it could be similar i don't think you know it's it's not a bad match but i think it, it looks like some pretty good spot on casting just based off these preliminary looks I agree, and I'm personally offended that you are not more effusive about how much they look like. No, I'm kidding, I'm not. <laughs> no. But um, I do think that I do think they look pretty accurate. Like I, yeah. I think they did a good job finding these people. And both of those actors, by the way, both um, Emily and I've already forgotten their name, Millie, are both like Emily fairly decorated. Then. Like Emily, um, I don't have their names down yet. I'm sorry, Emily Carey. I think like played a young Wonder Woman in the first Wonder Woman movie when they like had flashbacks oh. to Amazonia. And she's, like, in a couple of things on her own. Like, they're both, for being young actors, like, 19 and 20-ish, yeah. uh, they both have good resumes. But, okay, what's interesting about this is that they're casting younger versions at all. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, are we going to get flashbacks? Are Is it going to be a crown situation where they just kind of, um, you know... Uh, the younger actors play the characters for the first few episodes, then switches over. Or, and this is what I really don't want to happen, <laughs> is it going to be a Witcher situation where we have, like, multiple timelines Ew. going at once? <laughs> um, what do you think, Mia? What, is, what think, does this mean? Um, it's sounding more likely that we've got two actresses um, for... Pr- not for flashback scenes i'm like thinking prequels like yeah we're gonna have (laughs) something but no i think they're they're probably just gonna um cut in some prequel scenes um seeing as i don't know how much this will happen though because i'm thinking to like stuff like loki where we had castings for like a young girl a young boy and we kind of see that okay well the young girl was like a young sylvie and she was in there briefly and then the boy turned out to be kit loki so he was there for the duration of that episode and that's about it so yeah i would i well i can't predict too much and of course i don't know the whole the whole story of it anyway but i would say they probably might just come in for like a nice little scene to set everything up give you some backstory and who knows how often if ever we would see them again they are recurring which means that we're gonna see them in more than one episode now, oh, okay but okay. I, I like what nicole said because it, it, it is my fear god please not like the witcher okay and <laughs> it's not just the witcher there was like a small <laughs> epidemic of shows like wanting to be we're gonna be clever we're gonna be smart and we're gonna like have these like multiple timelines running concurrently and it was always awful like the witcher did it this new Resident Evil show is doing it. 
And I I fear that oh I guess um uh Westworld was kind of famous for doing like multiple timeline stuff yeah and, like, yeah it, it sort of worked in the first season didn't work in the second the whole thing but that kind of conceit to me when I've seen it works in very specific circumstances and I mm-hmm. it seems like people have just gotten a hold of it and just throw it around for fun and yeah. I really hope the House of the Dragon writing team hasn't been bewitched by that bewitched by that <laughs> to um include that. <laughs> In their thing. You know what I wonder though, because these are like visibly younger actresses, kind of like with Westworld, which I thought that was clever. You know, thinking about like Dolores, it was the same actress. So you couldn't that really one tell. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you couldn't tell one way or the other if the scene was in the past or in the present, maybe aside from, you know, the man in the black hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Westworld, they like to be clever like that. I don't think, you know, the show wants to be, you know, one of those brain teaser types of shows or anything like that so i'm hoping they just play it by the books and focus more so on the story than trying to like blow your mind about some huge reveal yes i agree with you and 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 again i agree that 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 westworld did it okay not the second season they took it too far i thought and then it got confusing (laughs) but um the first season i liked it the Witcher, I agree with Nicole. So bad. It took me four episodes to figure it out because I haven't read the books to play the games. Okay, Nicole, I've read the books, played the games. I have no idea what's going on either. Like, that was just bad. It was just <laughs> bad. So it works for that. Um, as Lamont says, I think they're just going to have big time skits between episodes, much like Nelly Dormer's The Tudors in chronological order. I, I would be fine with that. That's kind of like the crown style mm. where you just have different actors playing it. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind... Um, flashbacks i know that game of thrones avoided them game of thrones famously had almost no flashbacks it had like one to cersei's childhood and a woods witch thing yeah. but then it had like brands going back in time but it didn't really count because it's like he's still brand whatever but it, it didn't have them and i thought that were for me, i thought that was bold because like flashbacks can kind of be a crutch right like if you just want to whatever whenever you need whenever you need to take a break or just like oh i forgot that detail just do it i I like that game of thrones committed to being kind of straightforward and and, and it it was different it was interesting and that kind of gave it an immediacy i really really liked Mm -hmm. and i hope they take that spirit i don't think they'd be dumb enough to witcher this up that is my hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they probably have seen it too or, you know, just kind of observed and been like, no, that's not effective. It's not going to work for us. We're not going to do that. Yeah, as Fingers Lamont crossed. says, flashbacks are lazy. Like, they're just not all that fun to do. You know, I said, never mind, we'll talk about that later. Um, and I'm glad they didn't have my Game of Thrones and I hope. And But but it's true that House of the Dragon is, um, it takes place over like a decade and change or like a, yeah. a longish period. And these characters do evolve a lot. Like, I th- I don't know exactly how far they're going to go back, but, like, Alison Hightower, like, has things she does as a child um, with, like, the old, old king. And then she has, she marries the new king, she has children, they grow up. So we are talking a big span, so it makes sense to have things to happen. And I'm looking forward to seeing them do it, and I hope they yeah. don't, um, I hope, I hope they just keep a hold on um, this kind of when and where they need to deploy these kind of techniques. That's what I'm looking forward to. As Nicole says, it's already a flashback as a whole kind of for Game of Thrones. Good point. The entire thing is a flashback. (laughs) All right. Also, any other thoughts on this, Mia? Or any of you? Any thoughts on the new actors, what it means for the timelines, any of that good stuff? None for me. And looks like chat is good, too, or we'll come back to it. Oh, lovely. 
All right. Um, we also got really briefly. Okay, this is this is kind of cool, guys. This we don't, I don't know a hundred percent what this is, but there was a grip, a crew member, who posted um a behind the scenes shot from what we're pretty sure is House of the Dragon. Now he didn't say that that's what it was, but you just look at it and you kind of like very much get this sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like the, it it looks like the Red Keep throne room and you know and again, you know they gave the kind of that they indicated that it was a Game of Thrones thing because this thing went down pretty much immediately after it was posted, which always tells you, "Oh, someone messed up." Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, very cool. That That's could cool. be the Red Keep throne room, and I love the little uh, torch on the wall. Do you think it's a dragon? <laughs> it looks like a dragon torch to me, although yeah, I'm not 100 yeah, sure. Yeah, it looks what like a think? dragon. Dragon with wings. I almost thought a seahorse, but it looks more like a dragon in its wings. Okay, you ooh. have to like zoom in. Yeah, <laughs> cool that you said that though, because seahorse. It could be a seahorse thing because we talked about it before. There is a powerful house in House of the Dragon called the Valerians. Whose sigil, you know, the other sigils like the stocks are a wolf and the lances are a lion, the Valerian. The Valerians have a seahorse, and we know they're gonna yeah. film at their their palace, oh, high tide. All these new names, even I'm catching up with them too. <laughs> it's possible that could be that. But I also like the idea that the Targaryens, before Robert Brathing took over the Red Keep, had like dragon um sconces on the walls that were torn down. Yeah. Once the new king got in, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I bet that's fun as kind of the set designers. Like, you're okay, you've got kind of the whatever Baratheon was doing. And then the, right, the Lannisters would have been there, or am I mistaken? For. So I say again? Would the Lannisters have been there as well after him? Back, Is back that, here? Uh huh. At the Red Keep? In House of the Dragon Times? No, um, no, in regular the- Game of Thrones. Like in the regular the series. Are that's there. Where- yeah, because Cersei's okay, okay. married to Robert Baratheon, and then Tyler okay, Lannister I'm- is. <laughs> A presence at court. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was making sure I didn't, like, step out. Okay, I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying, yeah, as a kind of set director perspective, it's like, okay, this is how this would be decorated, you know, with Cersei and Jamie. But now that it's so many years prior to, how can I play around with this if it is, um, like you were saying, the Targaryens in power or whoever else? Um, I don't know. I just, I like those little details when, you know, they set designers put all this care and attention to, like, how... I know. How the play should look based off of this character and, and all that. Sorry, I can geek out about that a lot, <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, it's an interesting it's detail. And Game of Thrones has great set design; it always did. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the oh, selling yeah. points. Right, of this like kind of whole new fantasy era where they pour so much money into stuff. Lamont is complaining about the seahorse. I think the complaint is that there's a real seahorse, but it's a TV show, <laughs> and they're going to design obviously a new sigil for the Valerians. I think what we've seen is like kind of like a seahorse. That has some wings on it, like above their little crypt. But I'm not sure. Mm. I mean, I'm all for them changing up whatever they need to from fire and blood to make it exciting, make it design, make it fashion, make it all yeah. that stuff. But yeah, it, it is cool to see the sets coming together. All right. Any other thoughts on any of this, you guys? Anybody out there have any discussions about the why would the book fans have to be furious about a changed seahorse thing? Okay, Lamont, damn book fans have taken it way too seriously. It's a seahorse. Like, make a seahorse what you want. I, I always get I always get a little irritated about that. Like, people who would insist so much that you have to stick exactly to the description in a book about a seahorse <laughs> that you couldn't change anything 
for TV, where yeah. you actually have like sets and people and designers and statues and everything. I mean, things change, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. That's All funny. right. Any other thoughts, anybody you got on any of this before we move on? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Lovely. All right. I also wanted to bring up before, as we move away from Westeros, where things are definitely happening, excited to see it, that there is another big HBO show coming down the pike. If you ask me, sort of the real successor to Game of Thrones, have you watched Secession yet, Mia? Um, yes and no. I think I told you I made it through two episodes, possibly <laughs> okay. three of season one, but I, I've seen all of the ruckus this uh, this past day or so. <laughs> okay, so not a giant fan. I'm sorry you haven't clicked with it. I really, really loved it. It's this uh, series, Secession on HBO, which is very Game of Thrones-like in that it is about a family that is way too rich and has way too much power fighting and scheming against each other. And like a lot of shows, the third season was kind of delayed because of the pandemic, but they released a trailer yesterday, and I thought we would watch it really briefly because it's pretty quick. Yeah. And um, let me hype out for a second. Roll oh, the clip. You are Kendall Roy. You are fucking Kendall Roy. Is it true? Okay. That is Kendall Roy. He went on Emmy for that. Jeremy, I forget his name. I think Jeremy Strong. We got um, oh, I always forget the name. Brian Cox as Logan Roy, the patriarch, the kind of Rupert Murdoch. It's very, it's, it's pretty clearly based on the Murdoch family. The whole thing, secession, yeah. and I, I, we can't hear it, but the dialogue still sounds crisp. The actors make this show; they are so good, and they're so committed. Oh, she's spitting a book. I want to see what that's about. <laughs> it's done it it it, it 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 has that game of thrones combination of kind of high stakes drama combined with like soap opera that it also game of thrones definitely had and the kind of backstabbing game playing sort of again i'm gonna say high stakes drama again political backroom dealing that i think enervated a lot of game of thrones and it also has humor it's got good performances and it's modern, which is which is a bit of a twist. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed the first two seasons, and I'm very, very happy it's coming back. And yeah. we have some fans in the audience. We got Natalie, Julie, both like Secession, Ooh. and Nicole. Um, I think the question was, uh, did we ask a question? I guess if you had any thoughts on any of the House of the Dragon stuff. But now we've moved on. As Lisa says, I need to see Secession. It looks so good. But one show I kept putting off for some reason. Lisa, yeah, there are a lot of shows out right now. There are so many shows yeah. to watch. We can keep up with them all. I, If you have time, I'd move Secession to the top of your list because it is bracingly good. Is there a reason, Mia, that you never quite get into it, do you think? Or just like have me it up? Yeah. Um... I think I will say everything that you've said for the most part. I think I pretty much agree with the actors are awesome. Um, They're good. They are some very unique, distinct characters, very unique, distinct um, situations that they find themselves in. I just don't. I think it was for me the kind of humor, which I know it's not like always a humorous show, but I think between I think that it was the dynamic of the way that the characters were written didn't click with me i don't know why i think maybe i'm like vin diesel you know like in fast and furious and i'm like you know it's all about family and you gotta so to see a dysfunctional family kind of at war with themselves not i don't know it was just kind of like uh, i i wasn't really necessarily feeling it i don't know it it it's one of those shows that just didn't 
click with me. And I'm like, I really wish I could love it because I know so, so many people were talking about it and were excited um, to see the season three trailer. At the Emmys? I think it did. I know it won something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't explain it. I couldn't really sit through two episodes and I am sorry and I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I need to apologize. I think it, it, it kind of feels like Game of Thrones because that show sort of looked at, you know, like back in the day, medieval times and also fake medieval times, families, rich, noble families were more of a business. Like the Starks mm-hmm. are the exception. Most of them are more like the Lannisters, where it is about y- your your kids aren't just to be loved and to pass on your knowledge to they are to be raised so they can continue the family and be married off to the right people and form alliances and everything. I, I'm not going to say the Roy family in secession is a good example of what they're like today, but that's kind of what they are. Like when when you when you have that much money, like you can't do anything just for your own pleasure. You know, you're watched. <laughs> Things you yeah. do matter. Like yeah. if you're a son of a father who owns a billion dollar multimedia company like and you go on a bender and like it gets in the papers that can like affect the stock price of the company and like cost people jobs and money like the considerations are different and that does kind of resemble this is all top of my head by the way but i, I don't know if it makes sense <laughs> um that does kind of resemble the way in olden times medieval times if you're a wealthy family like what you do can't just be for you or isn't just for you, whether you want it to be or not. It does reflect back on sort of the power structure. I also think it's very timely. I mean, look, we talk a lot these days about income inequality, about super rich people. Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson are racing to get into space first, whatever they're doing out there. Mark Zuckerberg is on a, is on like a futuristic <laughs> Jetsons uh, surfboard <laughs> with an American flag. Like, um, those are like these big figures in our society. So yeah, I, I will completely watch a show that kind of examines that world. I think it is time for it. I kind of like put Secession and the boys are kind of like linked in my head a little bit in that they're both examining, kind of satirizing this, this the, the, the kind of the culture of incredible wealth and power, yeah. like far and above of what most people have. Yeah. And like, how does it work? Is something wrong with it? What's wrong with it? If there is, it's it, it's fertile ground for drama, and oh, yeah. um, I'm that's my very high minded reason for being into it. I also just like it. <laughs> I, I think it's funny, well written, well acted too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the reason I didn't click with it. Like rich, overly rich white people. I'm like can't relate even by a long shot. <laughs> but I know there's a lot of drama. But it was I yeah like I think Nicola said it too. She said I tried several times against succession, but just can't. True, yeah. So there's a there's a minority few of us out there who it's not our cup of tea. But um, where did so where did season two leave off? Because it's Ooh. sorry. I um, am I am <laughs> interested to kind of know how the story has progressed. I would say to the to the comment about rich white people, I, I do think secession is about why they suck, in my opinion, <laughs> what I've got. I know, but it. that's what makes me not want to watch it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> no, it started off, it's left with uh, Kendall Roy, Jeremy Strong, who won the Emmy for Best Actor, um, finally breaking away from the family and basically declaring war on them and trying to take over and make some changes there, try to root out the corruption. Mm-hmm. Um it's a little bit hopeful. It's 
a lot cynical. Maybe it'll have a happy ending and he succeeds, but I'm not sure. But I, but, but I want to see. And then uh-huh. Brian Cox is also a great actor. He's at the top of his game there. I just love that show. Um, <laughs> speaking of HBO shows, speaking yeah, of things that come back Wait, and not coming Nicole back. Nicole says, so do I watch it or not? I guess we were supposed to listen to Nicole. I yeah. say yes, watch it, but I feel like Mia... Yeah, if you've tried to watch it and still can't get into it, I think if the tone is like consistent throughout all two seasons, like if you don't get it once, you probably won't end up liking it for the rest of it. I knew my limit two episodes was enough, and I don't. I might go back to try it for the third episode, but I don't think that'll be very likely. I think it did click for me like a few, like three or four in. Although it's been a while, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, I, I recommend it very highly. (laughs) <laughs> and I love to hate it. Stephanie says, haven't started the second season. You know, like, th- there are shows where, like, everyone is awful. I don't think this is quite that. They have enough, like, kind of redeeming qualities. But they can't really be good because they're in this system. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm going well, on. I'm, I'm babbling about this. Yeah. Breaking Bad, I will say, is one where everyone kind of was bad. But I enjoyed their I characters like because they had these secrets. But, okay. <laughs> good conversation. Indeed. What other HBO shows are in the news, Mia? Yeah, so um, something that was is close to my heart from HBO, Lovecraft Country, which they just announced um, that Lovecraft Country is not coming back for a second season over at HBO. Um, and so for those of who watched it or kind of, you know, need a refresher, they did have a whole season, um, maybe eight or so episodes. I don't even remember at this point. Mm. But um, what happened was because this is an adaptation of a book, Lovecraft Country, um, you know, you kind of have the source material to work with. And then when you don't, you don't. So all of season one, they really rushed through the source material, completed the whole story. And then there was like nothing left to tell because they completed the story in the season um so sensible yeah um so what happened it seems like behind the scenes executive producer misha green was kind of talking about this season two that they had planned and she even shared a graphic Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was interesting oh they got Um, a graphic mocked up in her tweet she was saying um we wish we could have brought you lovecraft country supremacy um And it says, season two of Lovecraft Country begins a new world, and that new world is a country that sits precisely where the United States used to sit. Welcome to the sovereign states of America. Um, And they've got these districts like the tribal nations of the West, the White Lands, the New Negro Republic, and the Jefferson Commonwealth. So... It looks like they had a lot of stuff planned. Um, and I just, I'm on the fence and I don't know how to feel about this being yeah. canceled. How, how have you been feeling, Dan? Well, I noticed that uh, Chicago and Illinois are in the White Lands, so we're in there. Um, as Nicole says, I'm sad it's not returning. Some of those were a miss, but those were fantastic. Christian mm-hmm. asked if it, would pick, if it would be picked up by another service. I'm not sure. I kind of, it didn't sound like it would when she was talking about it. I enjoyed yeah. Lovecraft Country. I thought it was good. Blah. I mean, it did feel complete. I wondered how they would get to that. Like a second season where the country is no longer the country and also there's a zombie outbreak. That was her other yeah. tweet about it. Up in the <laughs> oh, <White Lands>. yeah. <laughs> like, was it going to be an anthology? Was it going to be the same characters and what happened after this happened? Or was it going to be like another story entirely? Also, okay, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I did see the tweet about like, there's going to be a a zombie pandemic and i became that meme 
from Devil Wears Prada where it's like zombies, groundbreaking. <laughs> where it's just... Yeah. Man, zom- more zombies. I don't know. Yeah, it, I think the whole appeal about the first season or the only season was the fact that there was this mystery that the book had laid out. They solved the mystery right. or they, they followed the mystery. The show added a couple of, you know, scenes that deviated from the book here or there, but it was still very faithful and still very good. Um, but yeah, it, Lovecraft Supremacy, I think, would just have to be... It would have... To me, it would have been a spinoff show almost, maybe rather than a season sure. two, where they kind of keep the same characters or maybe have the focus be shifted to someone else. It's a big cast, so that'd be kind of hard anyway. But I... Yeah, this I, the idea maybe could have worked um the zombies like you said not super duper original this is the first i didn't see that other tweet so this is the first time i'm hearing about the zombies oh yeah she said that there was a zombie <laughs> pandemic and the and, and the zombies all live in the white lands it's i idea. see yeah um i don't know i think it would have given them a chance to tighten up some of the criticisms we had like you know tightening up the lore tightening up you know how you can use magic and i think the best part about this was the characters um especially the actors jonathan majors and journey small and and literally everyone so it's heartbreaking to kind of see that the characters won't be bad but i think story-wise i'm okay i i can kind of you know say i've got closure with this i don't need any more story necessarily and um i agree (laughs) i i i do think that i mean we tend to assume, especially in the U.S., that, like, everything, that, like, a season of TV is supposed to be the start of a series of TV, mm-hmm. where that, that that's not the way it is everywhere. Like, in, other, in, like yeah. in England, for example, like, they have a lot of things. It's just, like, here's episodes of a TV show, and here's a beginning, middle, and end, and it ends. I don't think, like, you necessarily need to have a giant series to make a good bit of TV. And Lovecraft Country did stand out. I mean, I, I, I loved it how bold it was and kind of how yeah. bracing it oh, was. Yeah. And I love that it gave that talent chance to shine. And the main guy, Jonathan Majors, going on other stuff, which I, which I think is well-deserved. It could have been cool, but I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not that yeah. torn up about it because it yeah. felt complete. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think at best what Misha Green could do now is just kind of like, I don't know if we were going to get to this, but the Zack Snyder thing, like taking a Star Wars pitch and turning it into something new like Rebel Moon. So I think she could do that, take her idea, kind of twist it, give it original characters. And if she likes that genre, then continue to do something in that realm and just not have it be labeled or branded as Lovecraft Country. And it might still be a hit. (laughs) As Jen says, I was sick of the zombie stuff when Return of the Living Dead came out. To me, it's an eye roll. What you need to know is shut it in the head or set it on fire. That's it. Also, <laughs> HBO, I wonder if this is it. Like, HBO does have The Last of Us coming, which is a, another zombie show. Mm. I wonder if they were like, ooh, Misha, we already ordered a bunch of episodes of this. Yeah. What if they were werewolves or yeah. something like that? Yeah, um, I didn't think about that. That might have been it, actually, because they did commit pretty hard to The Last of Us, which is mm-hmm. a zombie show. I know. I've seen some people say, like, oh, the um, the whole United new United States thing would have seemed a little risky or the, the executives were scared. I was like, they sure. already, in a way, took a risk by doing Lovecraft Country in the first place. So yeah, It was a pretty ballsy show. Like, yeah. It, 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 it had some things to say, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I don't know if that was know. the problem. Maybe Netflix will come to the rescue. Misha Green, come on the show. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let us talk. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, we are watching uh, some other stuff. I'm sure we both watched an episode of Loki this morning. 
And mm-hmm. I was just going to start in saying, like, this show does not quit. Like, this show is <laughs> really strong. Um, the show It's so imaginative. And they have the money to back it all up. Like, mm-hmm. this one, Loki and the gang went to the void at the end of time. He met a bunch of Loki variants. One was played by, um, oh, God. Richard I don't remember Grant. his name. Yeah, there you go, Richard E. Grant. Thank you. <laughs> one was an alligator. This show does a great job of combining... Very kind of out there, Rick and Morty, Doctor Who, sci-fi humor with the kind of special effects those shows can't really pull off because they got Disney money. Yeah. <laughs> with some genuine earnest stuff and keeping it all in the framework of this wider Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way that doesn't teeter out of control. It's yeah. it's pretty impressive work. Oh, what was my favorite bit? It was good. I liked it. I liked the Loki. <laughs> I liked the Loki's fighting each other. I liked the sudden and unexpected betrayal of the one by the other. Yeah. I enjoyed the little emotional bits where Loki and Sylvie were bonding and Loki and Mobius hug goodbye. That was my, my favorite part. That was sweet. <laughs> um, I liked the pizza car he drove. I liked the <laughs> kind of doom and gloom and the kind of green hue over the entire place. Uh, the cliffhanger was effective. It was just, it's just yeah. fun. The al- yeah. I love the alligator. That's that's a, yeah, a nice little gray yeah, snow. Again, like very Doctor Who, very Monty Python. It feels British to me, like this show a bit in its kind of esoteric mm. humor sometimes. Thanos helicopter. I, I Thanos heard that. Copter. Do you know what that is? I always, I, I've seen it like the panel from the comic when like around Infinity War and everyone's like, hey, have you heard about the Thanos copter? And that's literally <laughs> all I know about is that it exists. <laughs> That was a fun little Easter egg. Apparently, there was a Throg Easter egg, Frog Thor as well. Um, But yeah, I really I enjoyed this one. I I wouldn't say it was my favorite, or if it topped the previous episode, it was a a little bit of a slow build. It had its moments here and there, Um, but. I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, I've got my <laughs> this journey into mystery shirt that I've had for a very long time. Actually, I think Ooh. Loki's at the bottom. Let's see. Oh, there he is. Because <laughs> Journey into it's, Mystery is the title of a a comic book, and that's how yeah, that's like the title the very, of, of of the episode too. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a nice little Easter egg as well. Um, I remember Taika Waititi always talking about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I want to return back to the whole, you know, whatever his, he says in his accent, the whole journey into mystery origin." So. I really, really like that. I think I pretty much agree with everything you said. The whole Loki's coming together, being their own like band of misfits. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is a nice shirt. <laughs> um, and Richard E. Grant, me and my brother had the He's same so exact good. idea because we kind of text each other during the show. And I was like, he was like, uh, Richard E. Grant reminds me of Peter Capaldi, Doctor Who. And I was like, yes, yes, I was very thinking that much of- that. So it's like we've got, you know, Sylvie kind of reminding me of the 13th Doctor and now the Peter Capaldi mm-hmm. Doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so feeling like Doctor Who. The whole Who. thing has a Doctor Who feel. It yeah. just does. Like, no getting around it. That's fine. Like the 10th, the one where the 10th Doctor met, um, met, like, David Tennant and Matt Smith when they met. And they always have these, like, weird, crazy crossovers. And they found out John Hurt was also a doc. You don't mm-hmm. remember that? The big... I remember okay. that one. <laughs> okay, I don't okay. recall Peter being in it, actually. No, not P- Peter Capaldi. I don't. Th- I don't think he was hired yet. But um, that would be interesting. So yeah, this one was really fascinating. They're just, they're trying to. I saw them still playing up that um the S- Loki Sylvie romance with like the you know the smooth move with the blanket. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting build up in the hokey, finale. I mean, I'll go with it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's 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 cheesy, but you know they tried. I think the only one of the I wouldn't call it a complaint. The criticisms maybe was kind of having Mobius a little sidelined in this episode, and then kind of giving him yeah, a bit. farewell. Um, I thought maybe he could be more useful in the finale. We might see him again in the finale. Um, I'm sure he I don't will. Know. He's gonna burn it down. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like please, please, please. And then there's the whole. I, mean, I was gonna say that. Um, I mean, so far the Marvel series have had a problem to me with ending. Um, I, 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 I yeah. I've always said this, but, but because their job ultimately, they want to entertain you, but they want to tee off the next thing more. So yeah. like WandaVision was really interesting and then it kind of was a little pat in the end. Like got that remember that bit where she was walking through the town, she's like, They'll never look at me the same way again. It's like, yeah, because you trapped them for weeks and hit the daughter. They shouldn't. Why aren't you arrested? Um, and then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like the to me, like the most interesting character was that John Walker guy, and he just like kind of walks away into the next movie, yeah. whatever he's in. Yeah. Um, I hope that they can follow through with this because it has been really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love this Christian suggestion. I'll be sad when Sylvie acts as the true Loki and double crosses over MCU Loki in the end. That would be a fun, like in character but still unexpected twist. That would be cool. That would be but, unexpected. I think that would break my heart, though. <laughs> it would. <laughs> like, no, but I want my heart broken. Break my heart. No. You're not breaking my heart. You're not good drama. Do it. I think the the biggest twist will probably come with the who's behind the TVA. Who is? Sure. Is it Kang the Conqueror? Is it? I've seen a lot of people saying it's probably Agatha another all Loki. Along. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That that too. That's a contender. But everyone's like, oh, it might be another Loki because he's just been at the center of everything anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that twist. It's seems i don't know if it feels lazy to me or if it's it just doesn't seem very fulfilling unless they found out a way to do it very fulfilling like what if it's hugh jackman's wolverine (laughs) yeah someone's like yeah it should be deadpool he's just breaking the fourth wall all over the place (laughs) um so yeah they had a really awesome build up the scene with richard e grant at the end when he comes and he's like you know building up the asgard illusion and all that stuff and I don't know what they're trying to do, trying to enchant the the scary cloud or whatever is going on, but it it was still exciting. They built it, it up in I a way it. to the point where they made the the cliffhanger for the episode feel like, oh man, why is it ending now? I want to see what happens next. So they did an awesome job. And I'll say right now, there's not much that they can do to make me hate the show in the finale. I think right now it's at my number one <laughs> Marvel show. It it just surpassed oh, yeah. WandaVision. So I don't think if they trash the finale totally, I'll hate it. I will be disappointed, I guess, but not surprised. <laughs> but I'm really, it's like the bar is low, guys. So please just just do anything. <laughs> the bar should not be low. This is a Disney <laughs> Marvel, Marvel yeah. joint series. The bar should be high. It and they've should. had some up. I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, here's hoping. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Steph- That's pretty cool. As Stephanie says, past my love of Norse gods and goddesses to my oldest, he named his daughter Freya. That is Aww, a nice. That's lovely. That's a good name. That's one of those names where it's like it's cool and kind of nerdy, but still enough like a name that you're not going to get yeah. laughed out of class. You know, yeah. that is the sweet spot. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, why Arya is like, is, is such a big name from Game of Thrones, poker name in it. Cause, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fantasy, it's nerdy, it's cool, but it's also, like, yeah. not absurd. Yeah. Like, you could name your kid that and get away with it. <laughs> that's not, that's the key. 
Yeah, when it's naming not children. Bilbo. Stop talking. Stop passing notes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a whole other level. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not Saruman. Saruman Smith up in the fourth row. You can't go too far with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Maybe the next one. Um, and finally, we have our Wick News Lightning Round, where you and I kind of go through a bunch of stories that are cool, but we didn't um, uh, have time to fit into the main show and just get 20 seconds each or together Ooh. to sound off on them. And Mia, I thought uh, you would deliver the... F- I-, I-, I arranged them kind of a way where we would know the most about like, yeah. if you go first and flip back and forth. <laughs> are All we right. ready? Let the lightning round begin. All right. Okay. Up first, stunt person says Amazon's Lord of the Rings set is so unsafe. Yeah, we've been hearing some nasty stuff about that giant Amazon Lord of the Rings that we're talking about Bilbo and Saruman. Uh, Apparently, like, stunt people are falling off things. Their rigging's not correct. The stunt coordinator is a bit lax. Um, We don't know a lot about this show. And there's so much money. Like, why can you not get it right if you have all this, like, billions of dollars poured into this show? This would be the one thing you can do right. Is at least hire... Okay, and we're done. All right, next story. Uh, Mark Hamill urges fans not to buy merch commemorating when luke gets his hand chopped off like it's it, it's like merch going, him going like <laughs> yeah i saw that one? tweet and i i think this might have been you know playful mark campbell it didn't seem like he was super yeah, serious maybe. about it you know he is kind of like the the grandpa or the uncle of twitter um so i i don't know it, it was hard to kind of read his tone to me it felt like it was just kind of like oh you know why would you want to do something like that and my hand got cut off but i mean he's had years to talk about it so <laughs> Why now? <laughs> it's okay. Hard. Next one. Michelle Yeoh joins the cast of the Witcher prequel. I love Michelle Yeoh. Crutch Tiger, Hidden Dragon for Life. What a great movie. What a great performance. Um, that's a big get. Like, I think that's bigger than Henry Cavill to me. Like, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Gunpowder is a great movie, or will be when it comes out. The Witcher prequel, I'm not that interested in it, honestly. It, it seems like they're going to do that thing where they kind of, like, make a franchise out of nothing because they only one season of the show yet. But I'll watch it for Shelly Yeoh's in it. She looks like a sword-wielding elf. Pretty cheesy, very Xena, but okay. Woo-hoo. I still like it. All right. Um, Bonnie Wright, who played Ginny in the Harry Potter things, says she hopes Harry Potter isn't rebooted. Mia, what do you think? Should it be rebooted? Yeah. I guess I also share that sentiment. I'm one of those people who, in a way, I do feel like the core cast, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, um, you know, Emma Watson are all like those characters, unless it's on stage. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want there to be new. I, you know, this could be a tradition. You don't always have to remake movies. I think spinoffs, you know, like a serious black and Harry's dad would work. Don't replace them. <laughs> Speed it up. <laughs> all right. Okay. Charlie's there and says the old guard sequel begins filming next year. The old guard was good. It was this movie about um, unexpected huge hit where a bunch of immortal superheroes just really get to fight over the centuries, just do good over the world. It was solid. It was fun. It was unexpected. It was kind of down to earth. It was, uh, it, w- it was, I will totally watch it. And I'm glad it's like a sequel. It's not like the old guard cinematic universe just being birthed out of nothing. I- I'm glad it's going to be like a solid movie sequel. There we go. I think it was pretty much done. I was, I was more or less finished. That was, that was pretty good. All right. Um, according to James Gunn, Every Marvel show before WandaVision, so like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, uh, Daredevil, is not part mm-hmm. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Yeah, I was surprised to hear that because I thought those shows, you know, they talked about stuff that happened in the movies. So I thought they, they were did, yeah. canon to the universe. And I thought that those characters did have a shot at coming back. So it seems kind of weird. I kind of want to hear it from Kevin Feige. I know James Gunn is sure. James Gunn. But I want to hear it from Kevin Feige because everyone loves, you know, Charlie Cox and all those actors who are in those. And to me, they they are canon. <laughs> <laughs> to you. Right. Let's see. Where are we at? Okay. Almost done. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Lord of the Rings movies cut a naked hobbit scene. <laughs> they did cut a naked hobbit scene where like Merry and Pippin fell out of some um, branches and they were naked. It was a joke scene. It was like kind of like a gay panic thing. Like they're like, like, hold me. Oh, no, we're so scared. It wasn't like anything sexy. It was totally okay. a joke scene. Um, that's kind of relevant because the Lord of the Rings show that apparently the stunt people are all dying on. Not dying, getting injured. Um, they're putting more sex into that. And that's kind of very nominal. We talked about it before. Okay, I didn't, didn't. Okay, I have so many thoughts. Okay, um, 20, that's the rule. Twenty seconds. Okay, um, Loki's Sophie DiMartino, who plays Sylvie, wouldn't turn her nose up at playing the Doctor. Would she be a good candidate? Hmm, I think yes, but she would have to make it something different from because her Doctor is so reminiscent of um, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor right now. So yes. I would want to see a cut and copy. You have to make the Doctor your own. So she would have to dye her hair a certain color. She'd have to act a different way. I think she can definitely pull it off if we want more female Doctors. Um, but yeah, you basically just got to make it your own. I'm going to finish early. Or right on the dot. It is kind of like two on the nose, isn't it? It's like it's exactly yeah. like the last Doctor. So it's yeah. different. All right. All right. Um, so... The Boys launches Vought News Network. Haha, VNN digital series. That's cool. Um, I love The Boys because they're just so blatantly satiric and like just like they're not subtle. Like we're going to skewer Fox News, CNN, the MyPillow guy, Donald Trump, Patriots, the insurrection, all that stuff. And in like a fun, let's laugh at it way, which you don't really get a lot from like kind of higher stakes drama. I need to go quicker. Okay, and uh, finally, the last one. Zack Snyder is making Rebel Moon, which he pitched to Lucasfilm as a Star Wars movie back when for Netflix. Homage or yeah. ripoff? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if he would call it a ripoff. I unfortunately don't have faith in this movie. The Zack Snyder name has done nothing to give me hope in the last couple of years. So he's going to make it. It's probably going to be very sci-fi and reminiscent of Star Wars, you know, plus or minus a couple of things. But I might catch it. I don't really care to catch it because it's not Star Wars, because it's Zack Snyder, but we'll see. I'll check out the trailer <laughs> when it comes out. You know, <laughs> I thought 20 seconds would be like a long time. It feels like it's nothing. It is. I guess it's, it's a, yeah, it's the game. It, Those are the rules. Yeah. I guess that's the point. <laughs> if we keep doing it, we'll uh, we'll we'll shave we'll it down. Better. All right. This is a fun episode, Mia. I had a good time talking with you and with all of you guys out there. Stephanie, I'm going to guess that is in reaction to the Naked Hobbit um, story. They cut it. We didn't get. To, we didn't have to see it, so at least that's nice. Um, any other thoughts, Mia, or anybody you out there before we sign off for the day? Uh, no, we've got some great comments. Winter commercials we coming do. back. We'll see when we get some sponsors. We will see. And, the um, second we have... I mean, yeah. let's put it this way, Christian. Um, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have to make up some skits now just to fill the time. But yeah, great comment. <laughs> There's a podcast called Arlo Cast I listen to about video games, and they just started. I follow him on YouTube, and he doesn't mm-hmm. have a sponsor yet, so he just has a space like every episode where he's like, "Our show is brought to you by this yard sale I pass on the way here. Go get your baubles and stuff." Like it's really funny. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's pretty fun. And it's time. Yeah, we'll have to do. But that. um, we'll see. 
Yeah, thanks, Julie. <laughs> See you. And if you want to listen to us right. more, we are available in podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are downloadable. Otherwise, we stream live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here on the Winner is Coming Facebook page and the Winner is Coming YouTube channel. I'm going to read this last comment before I go off. Uh, says Stephanie, Dan, you talk so fast, you should have no problem getting a paragraph in 20 seconds. <laughs> you would think... <laughs> you yeah. would think, but apparently I don't. We can, we can work through it next week. See you guys yes. then. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.